Welcome to Smith Weekly Discussions, an occasional program for our readers and listeners of Smith Weekly Research. Please note this program is a private discussion and everything contained herein is for entertainment and educational purposes only. With that, we hope you're in a comfortable position, along with your favorite beverage, to enjoy the discussion. We remind our audience to examine the show notes attached to each of our shows to better understand how our program functions. Before we get on to our discussion, we want to say thanks for questions coming from our audience at Smith Weekly, including the Yellow Cake Advocate, Peter S., Dave V., Brian L., and Todd A. Dr. Gabby Schneider has joined us today. Dr. Schneider is the Executive Director of the Namibian Uranium Institute, part of the Namibian Uranium Association. Gabby oversees many of the association functions, including maintaining relations with uranium producers, explorers, and developers. The association is also involved with nearly everything related to uranium in Namibia, from mining, government relations, safety, and social aspects. You can learn more about the association by visiting their website, namibianuranium.org. Gabby, thanks for taking the time and welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Gabby, why did you take up your position at the association and, and tell the audience a little bit about your background and experience? Yeah, my background is basically in geology. I'm an economic geologist and I've got some 34 years of experience. The vast majority of uh, these uh, years I spent with the Namibian government. I worked for the Namibian Geological Survey and I was actually the director of the Namibian Geological Survey for 20 years. Um, here at the Uranium Institute, I've been for the last three and a half years. And the reason why I took up this position is that uh, while I was still with government, we were closely working with the Uranium Institute uh, in a strategic environmental assessment of the Namibian Uranium province. So I, I developed a very close relationship with my predecessor. And when he retired and suggested that I take over from him, I did exactly that. Give us your view on the uranium mining business today, Gabby. What is the situation from where you are sitting? Well, obviously the uranium industry, not only in Namibia, but worldwide has been going through an extended period of very trying times. The uh, uranium price is irrationally low. So that um, unfortunately uh, projects that have been devised cannot be transformed at the moment into uh, active mining operations. And those mining operations that have been active um, are also in, in difficult times because it is very um, difficult to, to, to make a profit. Um, here in Namibia, this has unfortunately led to a situation where two of our four operating mines have been put on care and maintenance. But uh, at the same time, we have uh, actually tried to, to utilize this time um, rather than closing project and shelving them completely. Um, and many companies, the developers as well as the uh, mining companies have uh, undertaken a, a number of studies, uh, process uh, improvement studies, studies that allow them to have a process that is less expensive. So. Um, Basically, the bottom line is that everybody here is busy positioning themselves for the time when the price will eventually increase. And we are all confident that this will happen. The big question is, of course, when. 
Right. And and how is morale on the ground there uh, in Namibia? Um, are people in, in uh, your line of work and, and the government and employees, are, are they feeling pretty optimistic about the future or how, how is the morale there? Well, as I said, this has been an, a long period. We all know it's basically since 2011. And uh, that has, of course, worked on people's morale. But I would say the general trend is still very positive. And uh, I have just returned from the uh, WNA's um, annual symposium, where a lot of predictions are there that, that point in the direction that the price will uh, improve in the not too distant future. And, and I think everybody here is very hopeful um, that uh, the uh, projects in Namibia can then come to fruition. And because of what I explained earlier on, uh, the fact that companies have not been sort of just um, stepping back, but rather taken the time to improve their processes and, and, and um, move their projects uh, closer to the economic window. We are positive that once the price will increase, um, Namibia will be on the forefront, will be very quickly be able to bring projects on stream. Well, good. Appreciate the insights uh, on the situation there. And for the audience that's unfamiliar, Gabby, can you give us just an overview of what the Institute and the Association does? Certainly, uh, I'll do that with the greatest pleasure because um, I think the Association and its Institute are fairly unique. When I um, go to conferences and I, I present what we are doing, that's usually the remark that I, I get from people that um, uh, this is uh, something that is not done uh, in the way uh, we do it in, in other places in the world. And our association was basically born from the realization that the various uranium projects, being exploration projects or mining projects, um, they are all clustered in a, in a fairly small area in Western Namibia. And that area is also of high uh, conservation importance. Uh, it, it, it is um, to a large extent covered by national parks. Um, and it is uh, because it's an arid a desert environment, it's also a very sensitive environment. So it was felt that uh, you cannot uh, do the usual way of just having an environmental impact assessment on a project by project basis because these projects that are also close together in this environmentally sensitive area, they have cumulative effects. And the cumulative effects can only be addressed if everybody works together. And this is how the Namibian Uranium Association was born. Um, initially with the two founding mines, uh, Rössing and Lange Heinrich, and then later on joined by um, uh, Trekkopi uh, Mine and, and uh, more recently, Swakop Uranium, the Husab mine, and then, of course, the various exploration companies. And um, as the association grew, we were also joined by a number of service providers, because obviously the activities of the uranium industry in this part of uh, Namibia has a direct impact on, on the service providers and the service providers themselves, be it transport companies or suppliers, they also have their own environmental impacts. So um, the Uranium Institute was then put in place as the executive arm of the association. Um, this is the place where we host our meetings. We have a number of very active working groups, 
addressing issues such as radiation safety, um, water quality and air quality in the area, um, looking specifically into ensuring that the uranium activities do not have negative impacts on water and air quality. Um, we have special interest groups, like for example, there is a farming community in the vicinity of, of the mining areas, and so we have a special working group with this farming community. <coughs> we also look into services, water, power, infrastructure, <coughs> and um, this, uh, all these working groups, they actually supply their information to a sustainable development uh, committee. And that Sustainable Development Committee obviously evaluates uh, the, the recommendations from the working groups and also looks into potential risks for the industry and in, in that respect then advises the Board of Directors. Um, on the side, there is a scientific committee that oversees all the um, activities to ensure that what we are doing here is also scientifically sound. Um, and I think this kind of cooperation um, uh, in the industry, as I said, I think it is unique. I'm not aware that it's done in anywhere else, but uh, it has given us a very good opportunity for, for, for the managers to um, also uh, shape the environment in which uh, their industry is operating. And it has also given us a very good opportunity uh, to be a partner with government um, when the uranium price was very high in 2006 and 2007 and uh, Namibia experienced what we were, were then calling a, a uranium boom, uh, it became uh, also apparent to government that um, the cumulative impacts cannot be um, underestimated and, and that uh, strategic assessment is actually required. And uh, then, uh, and I've mentioned that earlier on when you asked me why I joined uh, the association, um, we then had a very good cooperation between government and industry in undertaking the strategic environmental assessment. And um, that has also given us an opportunity uh, to be a good partner with government. We have very close interaction with the Ministry of Mines and Energy also with the Ministry of Environment and Tourism, because some of our operations, as I already said, take place in national parks. So this is a direct stakeholder, someone, um, a ministry that is very close to our heart and with whom we have to have good relationships. We also have very close relationship with the Ministry of International Relations and, and Cooperation, because they are responsible for the international treaties that Namibia is, is a partner to, and there are obviously treaties uh, that uh, deal with uh, nuclear energy and um, uranium mining. Really appreciate the overview on that. Now, can you share with us your view on nuclear power and the role it plays on the energy challenges we face uh, today in the world? Well, I think when we talk nuclear energy, um, we cannot uh, do that without talking about uh, the Paris Agreement and, and our targets in terms of um, climate change. And I think it has become very apparent and it is even today recognized by the IPCC that we will not be able to achieve the two degree target if we do not include nuclear energy 
in the power mix. Um, nuclear energy, as we know, uh, in, in the generation stage, is uh, very, very clean energy. Um, it provides for base load, it provides for backup to other systems of renewable um, energy. And to me, uh, as I said, if we want to deal with climate change, um, there, there is, no, and, and we, we want to reduce electricity that is uh, generated through burning of fossil fuels, then there is no way uh, that we can um, leave nuclear energy out. Well, Gabby, what is the magnitude of importance for mining in Namibia? Um, the um, mining sector has been the backbone of the Namibian economy for more than 100 years. Um, it has always been the strongest factor in the economy, um, a very important uh, source of employment, but also a very important source of um, export earnings. Um, and mining has contributed in 2018 14% to GDP, then with the ramping up of the Husab mine, that figure uh, is definitely higher in, in, in the current year. Um, as I already said, it's an important employer, it's an important uh, factor when it comes, comes to corporate social responsibility. Mining companies have foundations that have done enormous work uh, in the social uh, upliftment uh, of, of uh, the Namibian population. So um, mining is a very, very important factor in the Namibian economy. And um, in terms of commodities, uranium uh, ranks number two after diamonds. The diamond is by far the most important commodity in Namibia. Now, Gabby, we often hear about investor reservations about investing in Africa, let alone investing in a place like Namibia. What would you say to investors looking at Namibia who are maybe gun shy about putting capital to work in the country? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't formulate it as you just said, uh, shy of investing in, in, in Africa, let alone Namibia. Put it the other way around. I, I think actually Namibia is one of the best destinations for mining investment in Africa. And there's a number of reasons for that. First of all, we have a very good mining legislation. But first and foremost, we have very stable politics. We don't have um, radical policy changes every now and again. Um, actually, our, our Minerals Act has been in place since 1992. Um, mining has a long history in Namibia, so that also means that government understands mining, government understands uh, the requirements of mining and exploration companies. Namibia also has a very good Ministry of Mines and Energy, and here in particular, I must say that because that's where I'm coming from, a geological survey that houses the records of more than 100 years of exploration in Namibia. And that is a very, very valuable database for people who come to Namibia because they can find all kinds of drill core analysis, mapping, they don't have to start and reinvent the wheel because all that information is available and that is uh, is a very good draw card for Namibia. In addition, we have good infrastructure. Um, we have good professionals for the mining and exploration industry. And on top of it all, it is a wonderful country to live in. And Gabby, would you say, and I and I agree, I, I think that uh, Namibia is now the best jurisdiction in all of Africa. Do you agree with that? 
let me put it that way, I would say it is amongst the best, yes. Well, how, how does a permitting process in Namibia as a uranium jurisdiction, how is the permitting process there and why as an exporting nation of uranium, why is it an ideal uranium destination? What makes it better than other uranium mining destinations? Well, first of all, there are not that many uranium mining destinations in Africa. Um, and I think uh, what, what uh, really singles us out is, is the potential, even for new finds. Um, and then secondly, you, you talked about the permitting um, process, which is obviously guided by the um, Minerals Act as well as the Environmental Management Act. I think it's a very clear process. It's uh, If you go to the Ministry of Mines and Energy, you have a one-stop shop. You can uh, go through all the various stages that are required. Um, if your application uh, is complete and doesn't have any uh, things missing, then the processing time uh, is, is also not too bad. The Ministry of Mines and Energy is aiming at three months, which internationally I think is not, not bad. So I think these are all uh, issues that uh, really speak in favor of Namibia. Right. Now, the timing is, is probably among the best uh, in the world. Um, so that's, that's always, especially if you have a completed application, uh, it does go pretty fast from what I understand. Now, how does the association work with the government, such as the Department of Mines and Energy um, and other, other regulators? Are there, what are the interactions and how does the association influence sound policy? Well, obviously, we, we work closely. As I said, we have established this very good relationship through the cooperation during the um, this strategic environmental assessment that was carried out. But as a result of the strategic environmental assessment, a strategic environmental management plan was put in place. And <clears throat> on an annual basis, we produce reports on the performance of the various indicators that are in this management plan. And again, we do that together with government. Both the industry through the Namibian Uranium Association as well as government through the Ministry of Mines and Energy sit together around the table and we, we prepare these reports and we obviously then also discuss where there's need to for, for action or whether there's something that's positive that should be brought to the attention of the superiors. So that, that is a very entrenched and, and very well developed cooperation. But uh, of course, with me having been in government for a long time, I, I also um, still have a lot of colleagues with whom I am in, in, in contact whenever there is a question. And um, that is a, a task that uh, the Namibian Uranium Association and myself as director of the institute are performing for the industry. If there are any requests, anything to be found out or to be sorted out, then um, I do that uh, through my established contacts with the relevant ministries. Now, Gabby, one of the issues that investors have been concerned about, among other uh, parties, is the increasing Chinese influence over the uranium mining business in Namibia. What are your thoughts here? And what will the association be looking at doing to help balance the interests from these various groups that are involved with Namibia uranium? Um, I, I think that is probably uh, not not an issue that would be of uh, a big concern for us. Um, we have had over the years many investors from foreign countries, be that from Canada, from Australia, 
um, from France, um, and we see uh, the investors coming from China in, in, in the same light. I think we have to face uh, the reality with the low uranium price. There is um, at the moment not that much appetite from other countries, whereas in China, with their very aggressive program of, of putting new nuclear power plants uh, on, online, there is a demand for uranium and um, for Chinese companies uh, who are very often integrated companies, in other words, they, they are involved in mining here in Namibia, but at the same time they run, um, they build and run um, nuclear power plants in China. Um, for them, it is more an issue of security of supply. And um, in that regard, we actually welcome that investment because it uh, guarantees an extension of life of mine for our producing mines. Okay, and uh, is there any policy that exists uh, related to limiting uh, certain uh, foreign ownership interests and into for certain mines in the in the uh, uranium business? There, I mean, in other words, is there basically uh, any consideration for any overweight ownership from any one single foreign party? No, Namibia welcomes foreign investment and we do not sort of have quotas for, for certain parts of the world, definitely not. What Namibia likes to see is that um, we have a, a government mining company, Epangelo. Um, so the Namibian government welcomes it if um, a certain percentage uh, of shareholding uh, can be uh, worked out with the government mining company or with a private Namibian entity because that is a way for us to empower Namibians as well. But uh, there are definitely no quotas. And Gabby, can you speak a little bit to the some of those those social benefits of having these foreign investors in uranium projects there? Can you can you tell us is there any uh, employment participation requirements with regards to local Namibians? Can you kind of overview that for us? Yes, of course. Um, obviously, um, foreign um, uh, nationals need uh, work permits here in Namibia, and such work permits are, can only be issued if uh, it can be proven that there is not uh, a qualified Namibian who, could, who can do that job. So you will see that uh, in, on all these um, foreign-operated projects, be it Chinese or Australian or Canadian or whatever, the vast majority of uh, employees are Namibians. Gabby, do you see Namibia expanding their uranium industry to include other parts of the fuel cycle, such as conversion? What are your thoughts on growing the industry in Namibia beyond just uranium mining? And that is a very difficult issue. Um, and I know the Namibian government is very keen, um, and not only in the uranium sector. Unfortunately, we have a very old, and I'm almost tempted to say colonial structures here, where we mine our raw materials and we export them without any value addition and then we import back the products that we need um, and there is a big desire from, from the government to change that situation. But as you know, in the uranium field this is not an easy undertaking and I think right now worldwide we have enough conversion and enrichment capacity. So for Namibia to embark on, on, on such a route, I, I think that is um, definitely not something that would, 
be economically uh, doable uh, in, in the near future. Very well. And what are your views on government tax policy in Namibia? Do you see the government wanting to increase taxation on mining companies, or do you see the government being very supportive of a healthy industry? I think the government is, is actually uh, maintaining a good balance. Um, we certainly do not have the lowest tax regimes in Africa, but I think it is also um, right that, uh, that the government um, gets its fair share for its development programs from uh, the depletion of, of, of the national uh, natural resources. Um, what is very good in Namibia here is that uh, in case of, of changes in the tax regime or changes in policy, there is always a very wide consultation and in that uh, respect also consultation with the Namibian Chamber of Mines and uh, the Namibian Uranium Association so that um, input can be made and, and so far uh, this has always, uh, when there were in the past uh, issues like that, uh, could always be resolved so that everybody was um, satisfied in the end. Right, and I think that uh, history shows that that, that uh, in general there's been a respect for, you know, not cutting off the the industry or the hand that kind of feeds you. So that's that's a good thing. Um, now, Gabby, how does the uh, looking at the individual project level? Uh, how does the association look at project feasibility? And are there any comments as to what you see as the most likely projects to be brought online during, uh, you know, into construction during the next uranium cycle? Look, of course, um, when, when you look at various projects, you, you can say, okay, these might be the first ones. Um, but uh, in, in general, uh, the association does not really pronounce itself on, on a project by project basis. We work with the issues that are cumulative issues. And can you tell us briefly, uh, Gabby, about the association membership and what that membership helps to accomplish for both the association and the member company? Can you kind of speak to that and the fees and, and how that works? Certainly. We have full members. Those are the operating uh, minds. We have um, members on care and maintenance, uh, which is the, the term explains what it is. Then we have um, associated members members. These are the um, exploration companies. And lastly, we have affiliated members, which are the service providers. And the fee structure is such that obviously the full members pay the highest fee and the affiliate members pay um, a much lower fee. The benefit uh, that, uh, that comes from this cooperation for, for the members is, and I think I've mentioned that already, uh, that we have the opportunity to work together, to learn from each other, to solve problems together. For example, uh, I mentioned it earlier, we, we have a working group on radiation safety. So that working group does not only meet, but it also visits the various areas so that we can see, oh, this is the way that Swakop Uranium is doing it. This is the way that Hoising is doing it. And, and, and then we, we, we work together so that we can come out with, with, with the best uh, practice uh, results and that is basically uh, why why the association was put in place because it was felt by by all the participants uh, that uh, in cooperating we can achieve a much better uh, result uh, than if we all work in isolation and in our corners there um, and, and, and 
you also, when you're a member of the Namibian Uranium Association, you subscribe to international best practice. So that is also something which is very good vis-a-vis -vis the general public and government because it is very clear we have a charter um, and everybody knows if a certain company is a member of the Namibian Uranium Association, then they adhere to the very best international standards possible. And Gabby, when, when a company is going through uh, the permitting process uh, with the government, um, does the aviation have any input on, on that process? Do they provide feedback on the applications? Well, as I said, we are dealing more with uh, issues that um, concern the industry as a whole. Um, individual permitting processes, license applications, that will be done between the company and the Ministry of Mines and Energy. We, as an association, we will not interfere there. And Gabby, for the audience, how can they learn more about the association and reach out to you? Well, uh, I think you mentioned it at the beginning of this interview. We have a very informative webpage, www.namibianuranium.org. Uh, I think that gives a lot of uh, information and that obviously also gives uh, an opportunity to contact us. And uh, we are very happy to be contacted and we will happily provide uh, any information uh, that is required if we can. And Gabby, before we go, I want to ask you, what's what's on your desk presently and what is the association working on at this time that's 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 a concern that they're working through at this moment? Well, we have quite a, a few things uh, on our desk at the moment. For example, we are looking into um, doing more dust monitoring in the area. The government had undertaken a three-year study and that came to an end. And we have being on the west side of, of, of the southern African continent, we have um, heavy wind uh, um, events, uh, east winds, that bring loads of sediment um, from the interior to the coast. Um, and we want to actively continue monitoring this uh, in order to ensure that these dust particles do not contain any radionuclides from the mines that are further inland. Um, that is an issue that uh, the Water and Air Quality um, Working Group is, is, is handling at the moment. We are also busy doing some fact sheets because we frequently asked about uh, specific issues, be it from this farmer stakeholder group or be it from members of the public. So we want to publish some fact sheets um, about uh, nuclear energy, uranium mining, um, the uptake of um, radionuclides from groundwater into um, farming products, for example. Um, uh, that keeps us quite busy and um, then of course our regular working groups and another issue that I have not mentioned so far is uh, that we are also doing training. <clears throat> At the moment we are busy running um, a radiation safety officers um, training uh, workshop for the whole week um, and there will be more to come. We also offer uh, occupational hygiene workshops. Um, some medical training, mainly spirometry and audiometry, um, so that training also keeps us quite busy. Well, it sounds like you've got a full uh, plate on your desk there, and uh, Gabby, really appreciate you, you coming on and taking the time. It's, it's really been a pleasure. It's my pleasure.